And yeah, um, thank you so much for joining me again. I'm, you know, these are these are things that I do actually enjoy doing. So, you know, as grouchy as I was today, and I apologize for the toughness with which I blazed my way into this episode. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was the universe, like I said, winking at me here. So I will talk to you again next week. Bye. When I've talked about magic here before, and honestly, I consider everything we've talked about so far to be magical in some way. Obviously, it's a little more abstract, but I came to very literal magic early in life. When I was a child, I just felt absolutely called to it, and I knew there had to be information out there. This was before the internet, so the only way that you could really find information that you were looking for was to go to bookstores and the library. And at that point, all that was really available, to me at least, that I was able to find would be like really early Llewellyn publications, things like Silver Ravenwolf, I remember being like kind of popular, a lot of a lot of Silver Ravenwolf on the shelf at that point. Um, so definitely things like spell books, but also some information on ceremonial orders like the Golden Dawn and um, Theosophy and, Thelema. Um, I read a lot of Crowley before I should ever have touched Crowley, <laughs> but these were what set the model for magic for me. So I came to magic believing that everything needed to be by the book, to the letter. And if I didn't have the supplies, if the timing wasn't right, it simply wouldn't be done. So a lot of my early magical experience was spent procrastinating. And if we're being totally honest, a lot of my later magical experience has been spent procrastinating. <laughs> and the truth is, magic is really rigorous. You know, I dove into astrological magic as a way to strengthen my astrological process, to really develop my relationship with these planetary energies. And sometimes that means waking up at four o'clock in the morning because that's when an, as an aspect will be perfecting and I need to sit in that exact energy and no, I can't wait for the sun to come up and I can't wait for my appointments to be done for the day. And yes, I do need this exact offering available at that exact time. And yes, my candles must be exactly this color. And yes, I absolutely do need to spend time making my talisman symmetrical and making sure that the Hebrew is written exactly with the strokes that need to be made and yeah, <laughs> it can be unpleasant as a practitioner, but we do it because we know the result is worth it. We know that the relationship that's being built between energies, we know that the result that we're aiming for is going to be worth the effort that we put in. It's a discipline. And I think that that is a lot of what is missing from magic in general right now. And I say right now because I think that most people's introduction to magic, especially younger people um, or people who have not been introduced to it before, 
is through the internet. And magic is treated with a great deal of aesthetic gloss that doesn't really convey the truth of it. It's a lot like self-care and the self-care movement on the internet. You know, it's not all beautifully crafted lattes and perfectly toasted bread and foamy bubble baths and gorgeous scenic, you know, outlooks. It's, it's not really that at all. You know, self-care is definitely one of those things that I've harped on in the past where I do believe it's absolutely important. Just like I believe that aesthetics are important, you know? Things should be beautiful. It's a sign of respect, especially when you're dealing with entities and energies that are outside of yourself. You need to treat it seriously, and part of that is just like you wouldn't invite somebody into your home looking like a disaster and serve them food that you just thought out of the freezer and, you know, I don't know, maybe you would. Maybe that's totally acceptable to you, but I would feel really bad um, doing that, you know, like having a, a, a party and inviting people and serving like frozen pizza rolls and like making them sit in my like dog hair floor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it's just me, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, I would want to make a nice meal and vacuum and, you know, clear off some flat surfaces to be able to serve them. Um, I've heard this recently referred to as high effort entertaining, and I laughed a little bit because I feel like entertaining should be high effort. This is my chance to show you how I appreciate our connection by inviting you into my home and making it hospitable to you. Self-care is the same, and so is magic. You know, it's not just about when it's convenient. It's not just about when it's pleasant to post on Instagram. You know, it's not all bubble baths and soy candles. And in fact, most of the time, it's kind of unpleasant. You know, I have a lot of clients that will ask me, about certain lunations, you know, the full moon is coming up, what should I be doing for it, especially in context with what's going on in their lives, and I'll tell them. I'll give them a kind of prescribed ritual, you know, I might suggest they leave an offering somewhere, I might suggest they do some cord cutting, I might suggest, you know, that they really take advantage of this energy in a very specific way, and I can kind of hear the silence afterwards, and, you know, a lot of them will come back with something like, oh, I just meant like, what color candle should I light that night? And I'm like, okay, like if that's the place that you're at for magic, that's okay. You know, just understand that there's so much more and you're not getting the full benefit of it. You know, just like you can call it a mental health day and take a total break from the world and decide that you're going to eat cake for breakfast and go get your favorite sugary latte from Starbucks or your favorite cafe, whatever, and put it on Instagram and call it self-care. But you're not really doing any justice to yourself or your body by doing that. You know, 
that cake is not nourishing. <laughs> that latte is wreaking more havoc on your adrenal system than not. And look, I love cake for breakfast, okay? My birthday was on Saturday, and that was absolutely one of the key features of my plans. And even last night, I had so much leftover cake, I was just like, I'm gonna have a piece of cake and then put the rest in the freezer for whenever I want cake. And I sat there for like 20 minutes at least afterwards going, oh my God, why did I do that? Like, I feel kind of awful right now. And, you know, that's kind of the thing about comfort is that it's comforting in the moment, but ultimately there's very little long-term benefit. Sitting in discomfort is actually one of the most productive things that I think you can do. Shadow work is one of the greatest tools in your toolbox, both for self-care and for spirituality. Sitting in that place of the unknown, looking at all of those dark parts of yourself that you'd really prefer not to, figuring out exactly what makes them uncomfortable to you and tweezing through the situations that led you to that place. That's the only way that you can truly assure that that situation improves. Familiarizing yourself with the unfamiliar. That's kind of the heart of magic. It's taking an energy that you are unfamiliar with, that you know you need to strengthen your ties with for whatever reason, for power, for wealth, simply for understanding, and sitting in that unknown space in a way that is familiar to that energy, but not necessarily to you. That's also the self-care. You know, if you're tired of feeling a certain way, depleted, depressed, fatigued, you're going to need to do some unpleasant things to get out of it. It took me a very long time <laughs> in my life to realize that the cure for being tired and fatigued was not to sleep until whenever I wanted. The cure was to make better choices, usually dietary choices. Um, I'm a very nutritionally like oriented person. I think we all are, but I've allowed myself to recognize it. You know, for me, it's not about, you know what, I'm just going to stay in bed today and just take it easy and rest. It's like, you know what, I'm going to have actually a little less coffee than I normally do and I'm going to force myself to do some yoga or move a little bit, even if I really don't want to. And I'm just going to get on with my day. You know, today <laughs> is a perfect example of that. I am so tired <laughs> and it's a windy day. We don't have internet service. I'm using my hotspot right now and it's loud. There's been sirens blaring past my window all morning. And it's just like, oh man, I maybe I should just not bother today. Like, I took the appointments that I needed to take, and now I'm just 
done. I'm gonna go lay back down and like take a nap or something. And the irony, of course, is that on my content calendar today, I was gonna be talking about this. <laughs> and it felt like this wink from the universe of like, okay, you're gonna shirk the thing that you're gonna tell everybody is important right now. So I made myself a cup of tea and I put on a warm sweater and I fired up the hotspot and I'm just doing the thing because discipline is the only way that we actually improve our lives. <laughs> and I have to laugh because it's the most unpleasant realization I've ever had in my entire life, okay? So the whole self-care as comfort, I am totally down for the mental health days and just, you know what, I'm gonna grab lunch with a friend because I can't today. That doesn't actually improve my life. Just like putting off the magic and not giving the energy what it deserves also doesn't bring the result that I'm looking for. You know, if I'm approaching an energy for abundance and I'm not being generous with it, if I'm skimping on offerings, if I'm not handling it on the days at the hours that it requires, if I'm not feeding the energy as I'm supposed to and instead going, I'll do it later, or you know what, tomorrow would be better, or you know, not making time for it. I don't get the result. Like, it's as simple as that. Just like if you're complaining that you know you don't like the way that you're feeling and then don't change anything, like, it's, it's exactly the same, it's literally the same. And I think all that proves. <laughs> is that discipline is the love language of the universe. The universe is an acts of service speaker. It means more to the universe that you show up and put in the time, even if you hate it, okay? Even if you are complaining every step of the way, it means more to the universe that you're trying that you're actually putting that energy in than it does that you are fixing up a cute little area and snapping a picture and throwing on an Instagram and saying that you did it. You have to do the thing. You have to sit in the discomfort because that's the only way that you become familiar with it. You need to familiarize yourself with these uncomfortable things in order to work through them so that they are no longer uncomfortable. You know, it's, it is like training a muscle. I should be the last one to speak about this because I like famously have never found a physical activity that I find pleasant at all. Like even yoga, I will curse mentally the entire way through the flow and just be like, am I done yet? Am I done yet? Am I done yet? But it, it needs to be done, you know, like it, it needs to happen because otherwise your muscles atrophy, otherwise your body just 
kind of goes on its natural trajectory. And let's be real, that's not something any of us are comfortable with, right? You know, um, we're not a culture that ages gracefully. We're not a culture that values natural processes at all. So why do we think that simply accepting is actually going to bring the result that we want? We do need to accept. We absolutely need to accept. We're going to age. We're going to lose money. We're going to have periods of crisis. We're going to just have times where we don't feel so great. But there's plenty that we can do about it. And it starts with sitting in that discomfort and getting familiar with why. What energy is it that's missing? That is something that I find has really been the key to magic for me, is sitting in a discomfort and and figuring out what it is that I feel is missing. Um, Again, I come from an astrological background, so for me, I use a lot of kind of astrological terms um, in, you know, maybe places they don't necessarily belong. Um, But this idea of remediation, where something is missing or something is weaker, and I then need to strengthen that, right, to, to bring it into balance. So that has helped me figure out what entities to work with, what energies to work with, what things to honor as I go. Um, often, you know, the, the planetary equivalent or opposition um, that I find, you know, might be that, that missing puzzle piece. It is a lot like shadow work. And a lot of it involves kind of going back through different situations and figuring out where this actually began. Chances are it it didn't start where you think it did. Um, Magic or self-care, it all kind of stems from an earlier place. So there is a lot of crossover. And I think that's why it drives me insane that they're handled so similarly online. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I do follow plenty of accounts that will post beautiful altar setups and, you know, crafts and things that they've made for certain holidays and celebrations. And like, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't even know how many of those accounts I think really even celebrate those things or, you know, work with the energies or entities that they claim to. Um, because I also feel like if you're spending so much time putting effort into the way that things look and, and like actually putting them online, cause like Instagram in itself can be a full-time job and, and that algorithm demands constant discipline and feeding. Um, but it is not a, a God that I choose to worship at this point. I just don't have the energy when I'm working with these other energies and entities. And, you know, I I follow them. I love them. I find them very interesting to look at and, and, you know, gather inspiration from. But that alone is not going to bring me the results. Looking at the pictures, setting up my altar in exactly the same way, that's not going to get me the result that I desire. That only comes through diligence and discipline and hard work and carving out time every single day to perform the ritual, to give the offering, to journal out the feelings, the dreams. You know, there are daily practices that must go into magic, just like self-care, you know? 
they really are one and the same. So if you're nearing the end of the year, as we are, if you're listening to this right now, and kind of debating what New Year's resolution to make for yourself, and it has anything to do with self-care, if it has anything to do with spirituality, be aware that discipline is really a massive part of this, and what you do for yourself is very much like what you need to do for an entity or an energy. They're one and the same. So I mentioned, I think last week, that if you are making New Year's resolutions, I would love to hear them. Please send me a voice message, reach out on Instagram, email me, fairlytheta at gmail.com, um, anyway. And you know, if you wanna share, please let me know. I would love to be able to share um, so, you know, a, a bunch um, here along with my own and kind of talk about the importance and, you know, a little bit more on this theme too of, of discipline and how we achieve these things that we want to. Um, this has been one of the like major light bulb moments for me in my life and it really sadly has only dawned on me over the last few years that this is what we're looking at. You know, discipline is the love language of the universe and I hope that maybe that gives you some direction in your own goals and your own magical practice and you know I'm always here uh, if you have any questions about this or want to share your experience I would love to hear it um, you can find me on Instagram at fairly theta you can find me online on my service website thatastrologer.com or my blog uh, magicformoms.com And yeah, um, thank you so much for joining me again. I'm, you know, these are, these are things that I do actually enjoy doing. So, you know, as grouchy as I was today, and I apologize for the toughness with which I blazed my way into this episode. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it was the universe, like I said, winking at me here. So I will talk to you again next week. Bye.